The NFT markets are up and we have a special guest on our show today. I'm not saying those two things are related, but I'm also not saying that they're not. Welcome to Goats and the Metaverse. We've got a really special surprise for you. One of the biggest names in the NFT game is here with us today. But before we bring him on, I'm going to bring on my fellow co-host, Stanley. Stanley, how are you, my friend? I'm excited about today's show and all the things we're going to get into. I think it's going to be a real special one. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm excited. I thought you were going to say the special guest and then I was going to appear and then say it's not really me, but uh, I'm super excited. I am the special guest. I'm excited for today's show. I'm excited for tomorrow's show. Uh, Then we got more special guests next week. Uh, We're bringing the heat, but let's get right into it. Let's get to it. Farouk. Welcome to Goats in the Metaverse, my friend. Uh, I'm excited to have you on. I'm sure Yossi is excited to have you on. What up, what up, what up? Yo, yo. What's up, fam? How y'all doing? I'm, I'm excited. I mean, remember we chatted and you're like, let's make it happen. And we're finally, you know, finally doing it. We're, we're, we're finally here. Uh, Farouk and I ran into each other at the Casa Cipriani Gala during NFT NYC. Uh, where are some... Heavy hitters in the room. There was uh, there was NFT selling for half a million dollars, physical art selling wow. for three, four hundred thousand uh, dollars. I know I felt really poor in that room. Uh, Same. You for it, but uh, Same. Pe- pe- I people, mean, I was sitting next to money like crazy. I was sitting next to Robert Leshner at some point while the bidding was going on with just some of these people, and I was like, damn, like these are like that's another level of me. And then also, I do want to point out that this is the first time. I ever got to see and be in the same room as Leonardo DiCaprio in my life because yeah, he was there. I didn't go say hi to him, total fanboy. I totally felt, but still, he was in the same room. So like, we breathe, we were breathing the same air. So like, I'd like to consider that as something pretty cool as well. Yeah, he was there. Cool. And he, <laughs> go ahead, I was gonna Dad. say he was he, he he was rocking his signature hat. Everybody was wearing tuxes. Just like it. Uh, Leo, Leo was wearing <laughs> jeans and a hat. So, and he's probably the yeah. only one that could pull it off. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was funny. Baruch, you, you need no introduction in the NFT world and the Web3 world, one of the biggest names in this space. But for people who haven't heard of you, maybe just give us a glimpse into who you are and how you got into this crazy worldwide Web3 world. Yeah, I mean, sure. My name is Farouk Sarmad. I'm a 27-year-old uh, entrepreneur based in Montreal, Canada. I was born in Paris. Parents Persians. So that's kind of the background, name, name and whatnot. But yeah, I've been, a, I've been an entrepreneur for a minute, man. Like I'm 27 now, so my, my, my agency, my business, whatever it is. I mean, my first dollar, as I was turning 17, uh, I started a media company called Good Life Media and Communications, which is like focused on, uh, you know, media, branding and building communication strategies online for clients, right? Whether they were people or brands, companies, personal, not personal, tangible, intangible goods. And so that's what I did for, for a long time. I, but I've been growing, you know, I've had a presence on social media since like what 12, 13 years old. I started building like on social for fun, Tumblr, Instagram, built a whole network of 10, 15 million followers. You know, kind of started ad network, blah, 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 yada, yada. I'm just going through it quick because it's out there, right? But it's like, you know, all that good stuff. And then, you know, um, so I've always been kind of an entrepreneur at heart, been doing it for a minute. And then in, uh, in, uh, in November, December 2020, you know, pandemic, everything hit. 
I'm, I'm on Clubhouse a lot, right? Like a lot of people, I'm sure you guys probably uh, know about that, but the whole Clubhouse thing and live social audio blew up. And then a couple of months later, in February 2021, you know, I end up in the Clubhouse room. I already had built an audience within two months on Clubhouse. Like I already had maybe 75, 80,000 followers on there. And then I, wow. I, I ended up in a room called like NFTs, blah, blah, blah. And so that's when I met, you know, some of the biggest artists now in the space that you know as Fiocious, and Tank US, Fuck Render, all these people and became homies. And then it taught me what an NFT was. And when I saw what it was, I just, I quit the whole part I just introduced. Like I said, goodbye, close the door. Next morning, woke up, bought my first NFT, Aku Genesis, Micah Johnson uh, on February 21st. And then I never looked back. And so everything and the rest is history, you know, fast forward September 2021. So last year as well, we founded and launched Rob Video, you know, trying to build a fully decentralized Web3 media ecosystem. And, uh, and here we are now on your podcast. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. That's a quick, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is a accelerated version of the world of, uh, of your life. Uh, but it seems like it's been an accelerated version in your world of Web3. You've got, you've risen to fame in the space, uh, uh, pretty quickly, and Rug Radio has become an institutional name. We'll go into some questions about that and, and how that all happened. But maybe you can just take us back to that uh, space that you were in on Clubhouse where you met these artists in 2020 uh, or 2021. And what was it about what you learned there that was like, wow, I have to quit everything else, everything else I've just been doing now for the past 10 years, and I'm going in all in on this? It was, it was, I felt it immediately, like no joke. And there's time stamps to, time stamps to, to, to show that. But between the time I found out what an FT was and the amount spent of time spent and then everything I started doing after that. But it's like, you know, I'm an internet kid. You know, I refer to myself like that as that a lot. I'm born in 94, like where, and then the internet came out. It was like, you know, social media, like when I was 12 years old, when Facebook was born, right? So it's like, it's like we're social media. I was just like building, you know, creating memes. You know, building large network of Instagram pages or luxury niche or life hack niche or just memes and this and that. So it's like kind of what I was always doing in my bread and butter. But then I saw, you know, the NFT space and I was already like really fascinated by cryptocurrencies in general. Like I was really like just like always interested and curious. I wasn't heavily invested at all, but like I always looked into it. I was always down. But for some reason, I made the jump, you know, perhaps I was scared, right? I, I genuinely think that, by the way. Mm. Um, and, and I was really just already building my own thing. So I was like, you know, I didn't want to take risks. And so when I found what NFT was, like, I was like, whoa, like, that's my Bitcoin 2012 moment. It's NFT's 2021, and I'm not going to miss it. Like, literally, like, anyone around me knows, family, friends, like, I literally dropped life when I found out what NFT was because I was like, wow, you, the cross of, like, the internet culture and crypto, right, art and tech, and now media with what we're doing. Like, I was like, wow, I saw clear. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. I already love art. You see, I, I always have art. About it. There's, I'm hanging more smooth in here. But it's just like, it's just like, you know, um, I just got it for some reason. It just clicked and I went all in. So, so Farouk, you, you, you went all in. And like you said, you, you kind of made, or we said you made your presence felt right away. What was the goal going, going all in? Was it to launch your own project? Was it to build a name in the space? Like, did you kind of have a clear goal of how you're going to be a part of this ecosystem? Or was it like, hey, let me jump in, try a bunch of different things and kind of see what shakes out? No goal. My personal goal always has always been to change the world, 
like straight up. It's not just a quote, it's not a fairy tale type thing for the podcast, whatnot. I've been saying this since I'm 14 years old. Like literally, I've always been wanting to build audiences on social so that I can like at least leave an imprint, a footprint on the world, or at least change things or just share, you know, with people. I've been, like literally, that's how it started when I was 14 years old on Tumblr. I started building a blog and whatnot. But that's always been my goal. So when I saw this technology, and you, I think you all can agree that this technology and NFTs and what is being built around us is changing the world and can change the world even more. I genuinely think that in my heart of hearts. I think that's why you guys are even here creating content. And so, and then, and so I immediately saw that, but it took me a while to understand in a way and try to figure out what my role was in the space. Like what my, what like, what I place in the space, right? And so that's a question I asked myself early on, like in February when I found out, I was like, wow, it's amazing. So I went all in. Two things that dragged me into the space, literally and generally, was the community and the art. Because that's all there was, right? It was like, these like talking about like, when thank you X, like, was answering my question, like, what is NFT? How does it work? Blockchain, art, this and that. That was my teacher. My teacher is Free Oceans. My teacher is Fuck Render, Victor Mascara, Odious, Greg Mike, like, and like 30 other people, 40 other people. These are my teachers, right? And so I, I got into it that way. And then, you know, my Jimmy, my Well Shark early on and whatnot. And so, and so like, I, I started just, I was so curious about learning about it. But then a couple months, it took me a couple months to just understand, like, so what do I bring to the space, right? Because early on, I was like, well, I want to be a bridge. I want to be someone who's going to be responsible for bringing the masses to Web2 and in and, and that world into, into Web3, into the community, but all the bringing it properly, right? Through education, through media, through entertainment, through really getting to understand how it works, because both of them can, can win from one another. And then you saw everything happen in 2021. So, you know, it, it literally happened when it's still happening, right? But it was like, I was like, well, my place in place just be a bridge and just be like sort of a connect uh, between that world and this new world. And then, you know, even the radio, when you think about it, it was spun off of an idea that we had one night on, on, on Twitter Spaces right in September. And we're like, well, how do we reward people for participating in the ecosystem through media, education, what we're doing? So it's, um, I wouldn't say I had a plan, nor do I still have one now. We're, you know, like we're paving the way when you think about it. Like yeah. anyone who's building this space, like I don't have any like one to look up to right now for what we're trying to achieve with Rug Radio and whatnot. Nothing has been done before, so it's tough. So even then, you know, February 2021 and March, April, the conversation's like, yo, like we're actually like helping write a part of history. And that was the motivation. And it still is today, right? It's like, we're literally like here to like change the world. And I like to think that we all are now. So, yeah. So, so what does that so mean for Rug Radio? Tell us what that is and uh, how that lines up with that kind of vision. What is Rug Radio? How do people get involved with that? Yeah, I mean, Rug Radio, we're, what we're building is, a, you know, we're building a fully decentralized web three media ecosystem. Now, what does that mean? Like big words, decentralized, this, that. It's a lot, right? Obviously, we're working towards decentralization. So it's a community that is tokenized and governed by DAO, the Rug DAO, right? To which I'm putting two proposals forward tomorrow. We're just chatting about this offline. But, um, but you know, it's, it's basically, we did a launch in January, on January 11th. 2020, 2022, so this year, beginning of this year, uh, where we uh, we actually, we gave away, 19, it was 20,000 member pass NFTs, but we did 19,000, 1,000 held by the, by the DAO. Uh, membership passes, 
uh, to, to our community, right? Because I had already started building a community in September and I had my own thing going on, like on Discord, blah, blah, blah. So it was that pass. Yeah, exactly. And so that pass was for free. Everybody could get it. Uh, you know, we did some allow lists. We did some fun games, a little video game, the Broke Boys uh, project, like built for us and stuff, like to be able to get it. And then the first utility of this membership pass would be to mint on January 11th of this year for 0.11 ETH, a rug radio Genesis NFT. So the rugs that you says people's banners and whatnot. Yeah, those. Yeah, see, that's my favorite, like the standard ones, because it literally looks like a rug. Uh, shout out to Jeremiah, Alan Walsh, and, uh, and Jess Wesman on the art here. And so, and so the goal was to be able to raise uh, money through NFTs in order to build the future of media as we see it in Web3. Because I, as an entrepreneur, didn't want to go like the, the traditional life, right? Like a big raise of this and that. Like, it's cool. It's fun. There's nothing wrong with it. But like, I really, like I said earlier, want to prove that through this technology, through NFTs, you can do things differently. And that a kid like me and people around us, we can build something by crowdsourcing it and actually putting something out there. And that's what you've seen as the best use case in the NFT space so far, right? Or sorry, one of them, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, so this, and so we were like, well, you know, let me explain to you the thought that created Rug Radio so you can understand Rug Radio. Is that one night in September, we're on Twitter spaces, John off bunch of us, D, everyone was chilling for like 10 hours straight uh, on Twitter space and like on Sunday. We're talking about everything, but like some really, really good conversations we're having. And then someone writes in my Discord back then, it was called like House of Rogue Discord. Someone writes like, uh, like uh, oh, I, I wish I could stay, but it's too late and I have to go back to my job uh, tomorrow morning, right? Or something like that. And then I was like, wait, how can I build something that while you are here consuming and now the work consumes different by participating with the content we're creating, get rewarded for that and for being a member of this ecosystem, whatever it is, it was no rug reading by then, whatever it is, right? And get rewarded for doing that, thus educating yourself on Web3 on NFTs and what can come out of that. Because you know how I told you that my goal is always to like change the world, change things, obviously change my life, but also change other people's at the same time. I was like, wait, surely from the last let's say eight, six, eight months I've been in the space. I've seen some fun stuff. We can't make it happen. And so I'm like, we need a head of tokenomics. Who wants to come on stage? John Knopf, he goes, he's a photographer. He's one from this photo, actually. Which size is here? <laughs> but anyways, and he's like, I know this woman, she's a genius. She's Mel. Bring her up. My eye, bring her up. He's like, yeah, well, you know, we can do the tokenomics structure. We can do a rug token. It could be a DAO and a blah, 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 crazy shit, right? And at the time, I was like, whoa, like that can actually happen. And like, and like, I'm like, okay, so who wants to be head of uh, art? And then Jeremiah comes up, he's like, he made a POAP, we broke POAP. We literally melted the POAP servers. Like the POAP engineers met me in FDNYC, like, yo, you gave us so much headache that night. It was the first time I broke. We broke POAP, it was hilarious. And the, the second time I broke was us too. But, but point being, we're like, wait, we're up to something here, right? And we can actually make it happen. So anyways, point being, two months of conversations, then launched the membership pass. And the idea of radio, and then we did the raise, so we raised, we sold 19,000 NFTs at 0.11 ETH. People at membership pass could get it or not because the membership pass still has utilities. So you don't have to maintain. And we, there was like 1,300 left and like that, that went into a public sale lasting under two minutes, you know? And so, and so, and for us, that was our twist on, on media, right? Is that we'll be able to like syndicate a bunch of shows, a bunch of creators and help them build, you know, their platform, help them build. Uh, their shows happen on your content and we're platform agnostic so it could be on youtube TikTok, twitter spaces clubhouse instagram whatever app you want but they can get rewarded in our you know native token for creating content putting it out there and then also participate within the broader economy which is a rug dial so which is what i'm putting forward tomorrow 
in the long range plan on Friday, the 26th is like a six month runway budget transparently of what we want to do with Rug Radio and where we're going. Because the idea of Rug Radio is always to build in public, you know? Some people right. may think I'm crazy. It's like, well, you're putting going to put a very large budget to the people and they get to vote on it. So if they say no and we don't have quorum, well, then it's not going through. But if it does, then not only will it go through, but they'll be able to help us and we'll be able to reward them to help build the thing with us. So this is what Rug Radio is. It's, it's, it's a very large ecosystem we're trying to build around, around media and education in the space. And, um, and we're really trying to go the proper way of decentralization now that can happen like this you know, overnight. That's fake. It doesn't exist. It's just marketing. But the real way of doing it is doing it over time, which is what we're trying to achieve. Well, I love the genesis story of Rug Radio. I mean, it was born in a decentralized way. It was born you know, mm -hmm. right there in that Twitter space, maybe two months later launched, but really the inspiration for it all came together from the crowd. And that's the way uh, Web3 is supposed to be done. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the proposal tomorrow. I hope it goes successfully your way. But you know, if it doesn't, that is the, uh, the beauty of the DAO. That's it. Um, <clears throat> I have seen now that you have this space and you are that bridge between Web 2 and Web 3 and you are bringing people into this uh, ecosystem. It does come with some challenges. Uh, you know, I've seen uh, the other day we were all, the, you know, the whole of Web 3 was blaming Farouk for everything. And I tweeted, you know, I pulled my back. Uh, I blame you. Uh, but that came on, you know, like you bought, um, you bought the Cool Cats. Everyone was excited. You sold Cool Cats. People were upset. Then you bought them again. They were upset. Then you sold them again. And then they were upset. Like, how do, how do you deal with this attention that you have on you and this access that you have in a space where information is not equal uh, and people can make a hell of a lot of money on some kind of information that others don't have access? And like, how do you how do you sit with that every day, knowing that every move you make could be judged as right or wrong, depending on who's looking at it? Yeah, I mean, it's part of the game, right? Like, it's like, it's something that, that can really suck at times and it can be the worst thing ever. And really, I mean that, like it could be really just like, like the, the whole thing. I was like, come on, man. Like I'm taking, I'm booking $125,000 loss. You know, like give me a fucking break, right? And, and, <laughs> and just like, you know, like it already sucks, right? Like don't have to make it suck more. But thankfully the community was really uh, fast. With, like, humorous about this. it, yeah. Like, yeah, humorous about it. And they were, it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me in the space. Like I thought it was beautiful. It was awesome. It really meant a lot. But at other times, it's like, but on the other side, as much as you can suck, it is amazing. Like I, like I said, beginning, I've been building brand for, for 10 plus years now. It's something I love. It's something I, I want to inspire. I want to help other people. I want to prove to others that you can also like go out there and make it. You can build something out of, you know, out of thin air, but it can become something. Like what we did an enterprise is something that we built out of like just talking about it, right? That's thanks to the space. So there's the, 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 the pros outweigh the cons by a thousand X in my eyes, but I'm also the type of person to always see the glass half full. And as you probably know, and it's just like, and you know what, it is what it is, right? And I think it's not for everyone. You have to have a thick skin and my skin only gets thicker and you have to write, have the right people, um, you know, surrounding you. Like I can, you know, just pick up the phone and call Keith Grossman, right? President of time. It's like a big brother. I'm like, yo, like, you know, what the fuck? You know, or like, what now? What, and, and it's people always here to help. You know, I have a lot of, you know, you have to be surrounded by the right people and, you know, know that what your intentions are always have good intentions and just, you know, like there's nothing you can do about it. People are always going to have an opinion. Like this whole space is built around Twitter right now, right? That's how early we are. And we're so early that the, that the most vocal people are the loudest in an eco chamber. So even if you guys, if you guys like me, and even if there's like 200,000 people like me, right? 
unless there's 2,000 people who dislike me, they're louder, right? Because also the engagement, the algorithms are all built towards like anything that is negative gets engagement and anything that's positive. Like if I say, yo, I love Yossi, get X amount of engagement. You know, say, yo, screw Yossi, he sucks. And this company doesn't work. We'll get 10 times I'll get a bunch of engagement. Absolutely. Well, well it, it, it's also mm-hmm. people want the controversy, right? Or people of want- course. People want the engagement, right? Forget about the controversy. And, you know, my, my whole app of like how Twitter is built and what people are talking about, they're saying controversial shit because if they it's aren't, not just nobody, really Twitter. Gonna, nobody cares about them, right? Yeah, nobody, nobody cares about them. But I, I have a follow-up question to that. And, and I mean, I, I guess I kind of know some of the answer. Like, do you consider yourself an influencer? Is that like, would you call no. yourself? No, you're, you're, you're. I hate the like, word. No, I, I hate the word. And it's a word that was stamped on me and on other people. Like, these, is he an influencer? I don't think he's an influencer. I think he's a collector. I think he's a creative content. I think he's an amazing guy. I think he's dope. I, I, and, you know, but thing, point being to, your, to answer your question, I understand it's what society wants to label you as, but that doesn't mean that's what I like associate as and with at all. I actually like to think that what I do and we do in space has impact and, and is plus CV. And I like to think that there's a reason why I have all these followers. I didn't force people to follow me. You don't put a gun to 313,000 people and say, follow me. They decide to do so. So why? Because people made a decision to do so and you're labeled as an influencer? I don't think so. However, with great power comes great responsibility. That's the quote reply guys love to give me. So I will <laughs> run with it. You are right. And I, and I always say that. And it's true. I reflect on a lot of guys. I, re- I think about that a lot. Like to all this controversy, I'm the one, trust me, I'm always the one who gets like hit the hardest by it. Like sure. mentally, physically, in every way. Right. And so, and so I've been through it, right. Ups and downs and the very lows as well. And so the thing is, no, I don't think influencer is the word, uh, but you know, I guess it's the easiest word. And the thing is now people use it for negative connotation, right? Like when I started selling media, when I was 17, the word influencer wasn't even coined on Instagram, let alone no, there was no influencers on Instagram. When I started in 2014, I was selling uh, ads on Instagram in January, 2015. Right. And so nobody was really doing that, but then all of a sudden, People started referring to us, people with large audiences, influence. It was funny to see the shift. And now this whole like thing got a negative connotation. So I guess no to answer you, but this is why I just wanted to explain. Like it's like, yeah, someone with a large audience, but I'm, I'm a founder, like any other founder, I'm a collector and like any other collector. I'm a content creator like you. So, you know, it's just a different audience. I love that answer. And and I I, I guess kind of a follow question or you know, open discussion. Mm-hmm. It's kind of you know, everybody hates the influencers or, or, or the kind of people that move the markets. But at the same time, everybody's following them, right? Everyone's engaged. Everybody loves everyone, is, everyone is <laughs> checking their Twitter or their Discord or, or watching their wallet or seeing what they're doing, right? I mean, kind of what we see with Gary Vee where people would send them shit and, and, and then they'll be like, oh, he bought it. Uh, and, and, and He then, knows. He knows then, the most. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I, I think this is like we're all having conversations, right? So mm-hmm. if Yossi and I are talking to you about our project or you're talking to us about, you know, your project, we're looking at it from an entrepreneurial standpoint of view. And if it makes mm-hmm. sense, it's, it's probably something that we're going to say, hey, this is something as a collector, as an investor, it's something that I might be interested in, in, in buying because one, I believe in the entrepreneur, I believe in, in the leader. And what you said to me makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So now going on the other side of it, people might look at it and say, well, that's, you know, inside information or you guys have that relationship and you're able to know ahead of time, right? But at the same time, I mean, all of the information is there, right? Like we're, 
you're creating content, we're creating content, you know, whoever is putting out what a project, mm -hmm. that information is there. But if you look at what the market, how the market actually moves, it does move, you know, same people are pretty much buying into a project and that project starts, mm -hmm. starts to blow up. So how do, long winded question, but how do we, how do we kind of prevent that? And then also how do we help that, right? How do we kind of, how do, how do we make that where it's like, hey, this really is a good project because, and this is a perfect example, uh, a buddy of mine texted me and said, hey, Pudgy Penguins is being pumped by influencers, right? And my first kind of thought was like, probably is, right? And then I had to look into it and I'm like, I don't know if it is or not, right? I, like, I don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> think it is, but, but subconsciously that was kind of my, my first thought. Somebody is pumping. That's always that everyone's subconscious thought. Like, it's funny you mentioned this example. That's an example that really annoyed me over the, over this last week. Because the first round, like, ran around, whatever. But this round around, like, it's like, it's like you have someone who generally came in the space, acquired a brand, and then built something out cool. And now people are seeing the reaping the benefits of it. And therefore, uh, thing. Like, and it's always going to be like that. The day Rock Radio starts running, people are going to be like, oh, oh, the influencers. But, yo, like, I've been saying, buy this shit. Right? And even right now with our plans, and like, it's out there. It's a doubt, right? You're going to see everything that's being spent, right? So it's always going to be that. And I think it's unfair. And that's why I speak out on, on that a lot because, and I, I will go now and you will see me defend founders more and use my voice for that more because it's like, now it's a bad thing. Now everything, if, if someone's winning, it's bad. And you have to yeah. go and knock that out. So how is that even going to make people want to build in that space that we love so much and that we want to build? I don't have like, it's like, I don't have to work with you, but I can be like, yo, thanks up. well done. This is dope, right? Like I, I can support you. I can clap for you. It doesn't have to be always like taken apart, right? So I guess to that, like the way you avoid it, first of all, Stanley, like access to information has changed now. There's more people in the space. There's, I like that the bear market, we also weeded out a lot of people. And now people, after everybody lost 90% of their bags in terms of certain NFTs, all of us. And so, and so, um, you, you, people are more, you know, reluctant to put their money, even me now, point one ETH, I think about it. I never thought about it. We used to spend $500 on transactions just on gas. We didn't yeah. care. Like we were so euphoric and now, but now it's like, oh, point one ETH, wait, hold on. Let me check this out again. Right. And in a way, if that's how I'm thinking right now, I have, I like to think a lot of the general you know, people are also thinking that way. And from the conversations we have on our show in the morning and stuff, I can tell people are more meticulous. So I already think this is changing. Uh, this is changing heavily. And at the end of the day, if you have a project, you are better off, uh, you know, doing it for the people than anything else. Like when we launched Rock Radio, every single person had the same access and information, the same access to allow this and whatnot. It was one per person to our core community ahead, the people that had been following me all the way to Discord before I even blew up after that even more. So it was like, it was for that, you know? And so, and so it's just like, it's, it's, there are ways to just make it better for everyone because, you know, that's, that's the most important. And like people will just like, you know, you're, you're better off doing it that way. Like even now with everything we're launching towards the end of the year, I'm very careful with what information I give to who and where, right? Because I want everyone to have it. I was I at, uh, changing track slightly, I was at your, um, at the paint party in LA with Ferocious where you launched paint and uh, you were interviewing him and, saw the genesis or felt the genesis of that relationship over time that you've built uh, over the, this time period and kind of the, the real love that you have for uh, him as an artist. 
Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that kind of genesis of where that came from. And is there someone else now that you feel is the new ferocious that people should be thinking about and following um, if, you know, his uh, market is now yeah. out of, yes. out of yes, reach for most out. people? Yes, he's like, yo, who's the next P1? He's like, yo, he's like, who, who's the next P1? How, how can Come I on. get a... a Drop it. Oh, I love it. I love this. I, I mean, on the always there's just so many people I follow and that we interview all the time that I think are freaking dope. Like, I wouldn't be able to tell you who's next like but because Fuo is so special. Like, just from my relationship with Fuo, Fuo to me is the most important artist of our time, of our generation. And there's a reason why. I'm not saying it's the biggest. There's a lot of very brilliant ideas. Copies of all this. It's the most important because his story, because of the fact that he's trans and he's not afraid of that and he's pushing it forward. I mean, when he had your 14th to 18th percent Christie's that we did the whole presentation of it, trans flags outside of fucking New York out there, at the Christie's flagship never been done before. Like things like that, like the art world wasn't ready for Fuo, but you know, Fuo was ready for it, right? And so we saw this whole thing, everything he does and he is, is so big, right? And it's so incredible. And I always was in love with the person. So I met Fuo the night I found out what the NFT was on February 18th, 2021, insanity. And I was like, whoa, this kid is crazy. And the way, like crazy, like it's amazing. It's art, it's everything, right? And I instantly became a fan. And then, you know, like we became friends, chit-chatting here and there, blah, 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 not crazy, right? And then Clubhouse rooms, I hosted like the Fuel and Artifact drop on Clubhouse, like early, like it's so, like that's crazy. We're talking this conversation with the Artifact on the Soul tonight. But how, you guys are, like making me reminisce right now. It's like, whoa, shit. What happened in the year and a half? But like, you know, I met people like that and then, you know, started kind of working with, with his team. You know, his his team is incredible. Andrew Gertler, his management, Deanna, everyone, like they're really good people, right? They really care for people and he, they really yeah. start taking care of them. And so, and so I started working with them and just like, I started also hosting all the stuff, you know, like Sotheby's, the sale for two and something million dollars for the, for the, for the sculpture in, in, in London. You were to 14 to 18 on Christie's was incredible. Uh, and so I really, really, really became close. And then, you know, came around the time of planning Fuel World and, you know, like, hey, like, let's, let's, you know, we've been doing it together. Let's actually do it together. I was like, you know, let's get it. Like, oh, you know, the chief, chief, you know, chief vibe officer. And, uh, and, uh, and, you know, everything. I'm so happy now to be able to, you know, while I'm building a radio and like, in my opinion, changing all these things with media, just on the art side, being able to work with someone like Duo, right? It's uh, I'm 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 his biggest fan. I know you guys love him, but I'm his biggest fan. And then uh, <laughs> no, but it's like I, I just love Duo. You know, it's he changed my life in so many ways, and you know, and it's like it's a great conversation. It's just a, it's everything about it. Love that. So I, I have a question. Question. So you said you know year and a half. I kind of got into the space uh, around the same time, February of twenty twenty one. Yasi's been in the space for a long, long time. But you know, obviously we're going through a bear market. Obviously the vibe is shitty out there. Um, how early are we in this space? And in your mind. Um, where where does the space go from here? Stanley wants Dude. to know if the good times are coming back. That's what he wants to know. <laughs> well, look, I, that, I know they're uh, coming back. I mean, obviously, it must be here, right? So we 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 all of us know they're coming back. We believe in it. If we do, even if we don't so. come back, we're still we're still going to be. We're here. here. Uh, we're here. We're, but but we're I guess crazy. you know um, I, I guess there's definitely people that are watching and saying, "Is it coming back? Right? Or do I jump back in? Do I sell my bag? What am I doing? Like." 
you know, how early? I, I want to hear your opinion. How early? I mean, I mean, dude, like, you know, I host the morning show, right? Five days a week. And every day, every day, I end up saying we're early. And I don't do it on purpose, but it's like we have these conversations, and I'm like, oh, my God. And so the answer is, are we still early? Yeah. Like, I don't care whatever major adoption people think we've had so far. Yeah, maybe like we've seen NBA, NFL, the big brands, big companies. You know, Tiffany, the other day, we did, uh, Nike just came out. They made like $187 million in the space. Like, Adidas is doing stuff and has done stuff, and they have more things coming, right? And like a lot of big brands are entering. I'm, trust me, my phone's blowing up, right? Blowing up. Like, emails, partnerships, collaborations, and requests with Rug Radio, blah, blah. Like, we're seeing on the media standpoint, it's crazy. But like, we haven't even seen the tip of the iceberg yet. And nobody can change my mind on that. Like, you know why? One of the best metrics, I always looked at my followers and once around you hits uh, 300K plateau, uh, Mark, it's like starting to slow down because there's not many more wallets in the NFT space. There's 300,000 active wallets in space. I make that as a joke a lot because it's so funny. It's like, I make a joke with my friends. I'm like, I've plateaued, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> and we have it though. We have it. It's just a bit, but again, it's just the beginning because even when I look at it from a branding perspective, I'm like, wow, I have another 10X in me. We have another 10x in Radio. We have another 10x in that. In terms of like, I'm talking about audience size. I'm talking about even more than that, right? And so, yeah, we're super early. And like for anyone who's trying to get in, like, yeah, this is the best time to get in because, yeah, it's not euphoric and crazy, but that's good for you because you learn about it. Maybe you won't build generational wealth over a night, right? We would see like the millionaires were minted every day last year. Like you have- oh, you're Everybody a was a millionaire. Spirit. Oh, you said, yeah, people were minting and like- getting lucky and selling we'd see those million dollar sales every day like yeah like okay fine if those will come back you know what there will be a time where things will be amazing again if the everything old will come back maybe never maybe some projects are done forever a lot of times i'm asking myself maybe the price that we have priced now is that the price they were worth back then right like what makes it that the cats were fifty thousand dollars floor. Like, was it worth entry? And when you think about it, in terms of today, like this, and I'm using cats as an example, but because you talk about so it, so they're not coming back to fifty thousand. Come on, come on. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying cats, clones, Zuki, punk, everything, like apes. Everything, apes, everything was hyped. Everything was hot. I mean, a forty was four hundred fifty thousand dollars for the cheapest forty. Okay. Like when you think about it in those terms, I'm not saying in either it can't go back. I'm not saying it won't, and I want it to come back. And by the way, I have financial incentive for it to come back. Are you kidding me? I'm, my bags are loaded. Uh, but but it's like but it's like it's just like I don't think that's what people should be focused on, right? There will be another bull run. That's how crypto works in cycles, right? And so there will be another chance for a lot of people to come in and yes, to make money and yes, to build something cool. But the, what what's more important, what's bigger here, is the culture. The culture that's being built in this space right now is crazy. It's incredible. It's like being early to whatever movement you, you've already dreamed of or studied in school before. All the documentaries you're seeing about the 80s movement, like this, but like renaissance, but like this is it. This is happening. It's cultural renaissance. It's a technological renaissance. Everything. It's art renaissance. And so, and so that's the crazy shit. That's the shit I'm in for, you know? So I'll, I'll put you on the spot hashtag do your own research not financial advice but give us you know give us give us <laughs> the, the, the blue chip. The bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fuck around nobody wants no legal but 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 tell us i mean give me give me your you know your top two three blue chip projects and give us a dark horse that you believe is you know is, is building and and, and is going to be a winner long term Rug radio, you know what I mean? Like, 
there's no financial advice, right? But you know, hey, you know, I did it. Like, I'm always gonna say that. I promise myself every interview, but I'll give you a couple more that I can think of. But like, I'm just saying, like, for me, it's always gonna be that, because like, we're always gonna be there building. And you've seen, no matter what, no matter how how hard anyone can try to do anything to me personally and try to stop us, we're gonna build it. And we're actually, I, I'm convinced that we're gonna be successful because we're really like focused on it with the right people around us, right? And but point being like, but people for some reason like to speculate more but acquire more like PFPs because that's still what's hot and trending, right? It's still a thing. But you know, like I, I find it interesting. I think we're gonna see in the next cycle. You're talking about like coming back and the craziest things, Stanley. I'm starting to invest in businesses, not projects, right now. Even whether PFPs or not, I am buying NFTs that I see businesses being built because that's what's gonna run in the bull run. So now you want that when you ask me the alpha in a way of where to invest, it's things like that. Right? I'm bullish on anyone. That is like us actually built, trying to build a business and our projects. A big difference between two of them. Projects for middle school. A business is what I'm here for, right? And so, and so other projects. I mean, look, like you know, the Yuga ecosystem looks good, right? That's like an obvious one. Like I'm happy with my path of my punk, and then like you know, I, I like you know my Ave and you know, music to the other side, blah blah. We'll see what happens, but I, I'm, I like that. Um, what am I? Let me just go through my wallet right now, real quick. Like uh, I'll just because <laughs> that's obviously the stuff I, I, I'm. Well, not everything, because some things I just buy, you know. Uh, so, you know, obviously, well, for me, like, obviously, like, bias and whatnot, but, like, I really like Artifact. I mean, I'm always going to like Artifact Studios. I'm always going to like Conex, and, you know, especially because they have Nike, like, something I'm always going to be bullish on. I've known Zapsio for, like, eight years now, you know? Like, it's like, and, and I know that these guys are going to make, are going to build a damn thing. Um, other projects, I mean, it, it's tough right now. I mean, I'm looking at, I like the Chimpers. We hosted them not long ago. I have two of them. Again, like people that are building and that's straight on the project side of things, right? And then art-wise, I mean, you all probably know I'm a big Pepe fan. I love rare Pepes. I love fake rares. That's 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 timeless. That there's no, it knows no bear market or bull market. It's just Pepes are Pepes, right? Um, and I'm a big fan of what a lot of people are, are building. Just like, it's, in my, it's like, obviously bullish on Mandona SF, right? Builders, again, like my co-host of the GM NFTs show, Rec Guy and, and DJ's Access Pass, we're doing it with DJs, you know, like, I'm obviously super bullish on that. I'm obviously extremely bullish on what Fuel, Fuel has got coming in Fuel World, you know, but like, you know, I'm not going to talk about it on here right now, only when time is, time is ready, but like, just a bunch of people, right? Like, if I'm scrolling through it, I'm looking, like, it's so hard. It's really putting me on the spot because then I'm going to forget someone. I'm like, oh, why'd you forget They're that? Be upset so, with you. Yeah. yeah exactly. There's like, you know, but I'm, there's a lot, you know, there's, there's so many great builders in the space. People need to really pay attention. Like there's, there's a lot going on. What can our, what can our audience expect uh, next from you, from Rug Radio and how do they find out more as well? I mean, from, for us, for me, on a, on a, uh, on and everything i mean to find out more is always on our channel so twitter rug radio uh and then me Farouk, right here uh, like it's written here uh on my twitter what to expect next i mean you know the next the next six months are going to be really really big for us at rug radio we do have uh, a secret project that's going to be pretty pretty cool and it's rug radio like it's within the rug radio because still of course everything we do uh which is really uh going to be exciting that we're that we're that you know can come down i'm gonna stop talking about it and then uh, there is like just anything relating to the ecosystem. I mean, we're really going out there to, to get more hosts on, put more shows on, put more content creators. We're like really, really going to make it a very aggressive move in that sense. We have what, 15, 20 shows running right now. I want to double, triple that by the end of the year. Like we're just going hard, um, you know? So it's anything, like 
it will sound boring and redundant, but like that's all there is to expect for us to build the rugby ecosystem because we have a six month long range plan that we're putting forth tomorrow. And like that's anything we're gonna do. So I'm excited for that, you know. I'm excited for what's coming in, in uh you know in a couple months on our basil. I'm excited for what we're doing in the space. I'm excited for more shows, I'm excited for my morning show with Mando and OSF and all the guests we're getting. I'm excited to keep collecting, building, you know, like just like it's tough to tell exactly what I'm excited for. Cause like the whole, like I was talking with Deez about that on Twitter spaces the other day. And I tweeted about that something the other night. Like everything excites me. Like everything is so dope. Like I'm sure you can relate, right? Like, everything is so dope. like damn, everything you do is cool. Like even though yeah. me personally speaking, like right now, later tonight or this weekend, I'm going to go collect some art. You know what? Cause I, you know, like, cause I want to, and I love it. It gives me life, you know? And I love what I'm doing, collecting with Pepe's. I've collected, 49 out of the 50 series eight fake rares. Like I'm one of the only 20 people. I don't think a lot of us have the almost full set. Like, like I'm excited for this shit. You know, I'm excited to, to to keep building on Twitter and hosting and you know, like everything we're doing. Like it's really, really exciting. And so w- when you have an ecosystem and a project, right, and a company that you're trying to build in space, it's even more fun in my eyes because, like, you can do so much. Like my goal was always when launching Rock Radio to build something bigger than me. Right, you want to build something bigger than for real because I was always scared to like plateau and get bored in life. As you can see, I'm super ADD. So I was like, yeah, I gotta build something <laughs> so that we can have something greater than me that everybody can thrive on. So now that we finally have our ducks in order to six months of really setting laying the infrastructures of the whole company, right? And now that we can go, I'm excited because like it's like, man, like we have so much that we can actually build with and things that we can do and sky's the limit. So it's that's what's exciting from for the future. I, for, I, for radio I love I, I love the energy, brother. I love the energy. I got one last. <laughs> it's real, man. Here. Like it's real. You know, like you saw me. I, 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 listen, I, I, I fresh out the you, press. <laughs> uh, one last question. I got Muhammad Ali side. in my back. You see it? You see, I got Muhammad Ali. He's your inspiration. Yeah. He's always <laughs> looking at what? me. You know. I I was I think it was on your Instagram or maybe on Twitter or somewhere. Uh, you have a pretty nasty golf swing. Are you a golfer, Farouk? I <laughs> I love golfing. It's uh, I, uh, I I actually when I was seven years old. Fun fact: my dream was to be a pro golfer, and I told my mom I'm the first Persian kid uh, on the PGA. And so yeah, she put me through golf in Paris as a child. So I always loved it. And I was a squash player. I played squash from three years old. I competed. I was top twenty in Canada, five-time Quebec champion. All that stuff, like sponsored athlete, blah blah blah. Supposed to go Canada games, all that shit. Injured myself, like all this stuff. Uh, but like, so I was always good with like swings. Like I played like squash, I played hockey because Canadian, right? All that stuff, and like, like golf. Like I always loved it. Obviously, never became pro, right? But like I learned early, and so in the summer, like every now and then, like I was just there this weekend. It was like I try to go a couple times. It's just fun. Like what? what what's fun. your what? What do you shoot on the golf course? What do you shoot? You're in I don't 80s? know what handicap that makes me. I don't know what handicap. No, not eighties because. But I only play once or twice a year. But like last I went, I shot the blue course at the Royal Montreal, which is a PGA tour and it was the oldest course in Canada, North America. But one of the best, the PGA thing. I shot what nineties. I shot ninety eight. Right, it's not bad for blues. I love in, it in Royal Montreal. So I like to think I'm okay. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I was I was in the I was in the admit one Discord a couple of days ago, and there was a bunch of guys in there talking about we were talking about golf, and uh, uh, I think G Money nominated me to start a golf outing for admit one. So 
I, I, I might have to, we might have to do a whole oh, web yeah. three, a web Yo, three golf tournament. Uh, we might have to sponsor it by MVPL, wherever it is on my shirt. But I, I think we're going to have to do something because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, supposedly good golfers in web three and, and we're going to have to. Dude, I'm down. Doing I'm so it. down. It's a lot of fun. It allows me to just like chill out, you know? Yeah, I'll say we got to get you on the golf course. I, I, I'm not going to lie. That will be I scary. Was, It'll I, be scary for you guys. I was almost <laughs> late to the show today because I was on the golf course. So I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I love that. Well, for a, always a pleasure. Uh, love the energy. Love the vibes. For anyone listening to the show, tune in to Rug Radio every day, we, five days a week on their morning show where they're dropping good vibes, alpha, and everything you need to know about the NFT world. Uh, and the broader world, uh, and stay tuned to the proposal that's coming out tomorrow. I uh, hope the DAO votes in favor, uh, and good luck for that. And uh, <laughs> thank you for being on the show. Love to have you on. Yeah, we hope thank everybody enjoyed the show. We enjoyed uh, speaking with you. Looking forward to Rug Radio. Not financial advice, do your own research, but there was some alpha drops here. Uh, <laughs> rug radio is is and oh by the way what hot. is the floor price on rug radio right now or what what's give it uh, give us some data give us some numbers point 22 eth uh floor price with only 315 out of 20,000 nfts listed so that's what one and a half percent listed we never had more than like one and a half two percent listed honestly and uh so that's that's where we're at very sad it's looking good you know i i it's uh it's organic. There's like what three to five hundred rug sales in the past month, um, and it's just you know for us the bear market is just a slow grind up. We've actually grinding back up uh, slowly and just working really hard. So, you know, I'm trying not to be. I'm. I'm. I don't pay attention to it as much, but I'm mindful of it because I want to be able to like add value right to people, you know. Because in this space you're heavily like um, you're heavily uh, you know kind of judged by it, all while being able to focus on one thing, which is the mission to build it. I love it. You heard it here. 0.22. Get in there. Hashtag not financial advice. We'll see you guys later. Peace out. Thanks for having me.